Happy Tuesday. This is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. First downs and flip tricks, and it's the sixth day of August. And there's traffic. Anyway, so you guys know that if you're listening and tuning in from Los Angeles. Um, it always baffles my mind, uh, but it's not as sticky today. So they were claiming this weather is going to be a little sticky and uh, wasn't too bad for me coming in. I've got a pretty rad guest in the studio today. I've been teasing him sort of uh, subliminally. Uh, not knowing it, with his photos in the background with some of my guests. Um, Third-generation third Dogtown skater, a phenomenal, renowned photographer, fine art photographer. Mr. Pat Williams will be joining us just shortly. Um, and uh, just a quick recap here. This has been a busy two weeks. Um, I was not here last week. I ended up in urgent care um, last Saturday after no sleep for two days. I thought I broke my thumb, but... Uh, it wasn't broken. It was just five times the size, and it, I'd burned it and hit it. And uh, anyways, it was a mess. Um, and then my computer crashed, and then I lost all my login information and also uh, my backup drives. And so it was a little crazy, um, but retrieving stuff slowly. Uh, life happens for everybody. Um, and, uh, you know, this week it's also been a crazy two weeks, and that's maybe why it was so accentuated for me uh this last week is uh, you know at football last last show i was here i drove straight to the chargers hotel room as they were reporting for training camp i got to uh see and talk to a lot of the players followed by first day of training camp on that thursday uh the chargers um also held two joint practices since then um with the rams one at jack hammond stadium and one at the rams facility in uci um, there was a Hall of Fame game last Thursday. There was a Hall of Fame inductions this last week. Huge congratulations to all the years, this year's inductees, and a big congratulations to this year's class, obviously. But a big shout out to a friend, a personal friend, uh, Sam Farmer of the LA Times, was also inducted this year. Uh, just a phenomenal man. He's been on my show uh, multiple times and someone I've known for about, I don't know, I want to say like 10 years now. Um, just an amazing, amazing writer, and just a huge congratulations to Sam. Um, week two of the preseason is officially kicks off on Thursday, and I'll be back at Chargers at the end of the week as they are heading to Arizona for their first game. Uh, and stay tuned for coverage of the Chargers on the ITL, inside the locker room with Desiree, as well as some of the Rams coverage this season. Uh, we'll be having some Rams players coming on the show, too. Uh, on a saddening note, uh, NFL writer, journalist Don Banks passed the other night, uh, prayers to his wife, Elisa, and son, Matt and Micah, as well as all of his close friends. Now, in skateboarding, I was really busy as well. was at Jeff Raleigh's celebration of 20 years of Vans private party and a world premiere of Take It Back by uh, Ryan Lovell. Lovell, <laughs> Lovell sorry, um, was with Jeff Raleigh. Ronnie Sandoval and Pedro Barros. The video was phenomenal. It was an amazing night, only like Vans does. Uh, tons of good friends, great food. Rocket from the Crypt played, and even a Q&A with Jeff and Michael Burnett. Uh, just big ups to uh, Vans and uh, for always making it awesome, and congratulations to Jeff Rowley. X Games were in Minneapolis last weekend, as well as the U.S. Open going on for the last two weeks. 
There was a van showdown down in Huntington um, during the U.S. Open. First place, congratulations to Kirby. Uh, and a triple congratulations to C.J. Collins, who got second, also turned pro for Toy Machine on Saturday and turned 16 on Monday. So it was a big weekend for him and a big shout-out also to uh, Alexel Crusher. Uh, one more shout out as well for X Games is uh, to my friend Lizzie Armana who got a bronze in Park and Elliot Sloan with the gold in Big Air. Uh, speedy recovery to Trey Woods he took a gnarly slam and uh, Mitchy Bruschi threw down the first twelve sixty during the Big Air contest as well. Congrats to all those guys. Oh, also David Gonzalez, David Gonzalez, uh, the winner of the best trick at the Van Showdown, and uh, everyone's off to Paris right now. Now though. Without further ado, I know that was a long intro of a quick recap of the week. It was a busy week. I'm super excited to welcome uh, and meet former Dogtown Pro, a fine art photographer, even with video credits and a lot and lot of accolades. Too long to list. Uh, he's captured images of some of the best athletes and entertainers in the world, from Mike Muir of Suicidal, Suicidal Tendencies, Neil Headings, another personal friend, uh, Cyril Jackson, Terry Kennedy, Chris Brown, Joe Perry, Amber Rose, DMC, even Nilton Neves, and, well, also the cover of uh, On Set as well, which we've been proudly displaying here at Dash Radio. Um, it's been gracing, uh, gracing the studios upstairs as well. Uh, he's been in numerous museums, galleries, publications worldwide, billboards, covers. Uh, he's even been honored uh, at the Arts of Asylum. Elysium, I think I said it right, and is a, has an image dropping or available coming soon that we're going to talk about as well. I'd like to welcome Mr. Pat Williams. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's so cool to be here. It's yeah. like really, really cool. Thank you. No, so appreciate your, <laughs> your time and coming in. Um, you know, like I don't even know where to start. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, first, I'm going to start with uh, I reached out to a good friend of mine, Ray Barbie. Yeah, um, Ray, for sure. And I said, you got a few words. And he said, uh, it's really cool to see the same passion he has for skateboarding being put into photography. Uh, skaters see the world differently. 100%. Yeah, Ray, we go back. <laughs> yeah. Like, like little kids. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Ray's amazing. Mm. Now, uh, you started skating, and we're going to start, we're okay. going to do a quick thing of your skating. I mean, of skating, you started skating in 75. I started skating in 1975, which was actually my sister's board. And what was that? Um, it was um, a Coyote 2. A Coyote It was two. a very, just the little small, thin ones. And um, she would go to kindergarten, and I was four years old, and it was actually the only time I could ride it. Because when she would come back, we'd fight over it. Oh, so And I just got hooked. And I think I got hooked because she liked it so much that I would, you know, keep on doing it. And it's funny, but it's mainly because of my sister that I actually kept doing it. Because back in junior high, I didn't know. Back in elementary, I think, sixth grade, I didn't have a board. And she was bused to uh, the valley. So she would get someone's board out there to bring to me so I could keep it for a week. Oh, wow. And like skate. So she kept me in the mix, kept me in the mix. So yeah. in the Valley, you were raised in, in... I was, um, I was raised in Venice and okay, Watts. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Venice and Watts. That's where I came up. And also Florence too. Okay. Yeah. And where did you go to school? Uh, I mean, high or high school? High school. I went to Venice, uh, Birmingham, Cleveland and Jordan. Hi. Okay, so you, you, you did a quad. <laughs> I went around a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, skateboarding, um, you know, I 
skateboarding back then as well. I mean, well, not obviously when you were four yeah. at your house, um, but skating and punk rock and, yeah, yeah. you know, it was a lot of hand in hand back then, especially yeah. in this area, especially in, you know, Venice, yeah. L.A. area. Wow, what was it like growing up and uh, skating? Well, like for us, we didn't really have a name for it. Like we knew what it was, but we didn't say we're this. Or, you know, this is punk rock. Or this is this. We're just some kids who are riding, like, riding our board. And I remember, um, like, the first time I went to Venice, I was very, very young. And I just uh, remember seeing guys who looked like me, who actually dressed like me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is home, like, basically, because no one really skated um, in L.A. No one really did. It was mainly, like, the beach cities. And that's about it. You know, surfers would surf during the day, ride their boards. You know, like there really wasn't a skate movement yeah. back then. Yeah. No, I mean, it was sort of, I mean, it was. No one skated. I mean, no one skated. well, it was, very, you very recognized few. people that skated. Yeah, you didn't, like, you could go in, like, throughout L.A. for, like, a year and not even see once one skateboard. But you go to the beach, you see them all the time. Nobody skated in the inner cities. No one. And I remember the first time I saw the first guy, I was 11 years old mm-hmm. and I didn't think people skated. I really didn't think so um, in the city because I never saw it. I thought it was a beach thing. And then I saw this guy, John Conti. I was like, whoa, I can actually s- skate with somebody out here now. You know, it was really, really surprising because no one skated. It, back and, then. I mean, and why do you think that was the case? Well, uh, back then it wasn't really, um, it was, uh, considered like a white sport. Um, like basically surfers, skaters, this and that and da, 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 da. But the funny thing is, is, uh, when I talked to my mom about it, my mom actually, they used to make those crate things with like the four by four and they put the crate on it. And my mom was like, Pep, we were skating in like the late fifties, 58 59 when it didn't even have a name and I said oh so it really is in my blood you know because my mom did it my uncles did it Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it's just a thing you did because your your little crate thing broke so now you just have the four by four with the iron wheels on the the bottom yeah and you just ride it and that's yeah and what did you skate Primarily the streets or because I mean, Street, there, were, the, there were some parks, but they no, were, no, no. no, you had they Marina were gone. Park, you had, you know, you had those. But uh, back then when I was younger, we we're talking about Florence, we're talking about Watts, South Central Compton. So I would actually ride the bus like I would make fake bus passes mm-hmm. and I just go skate wherever. And I was by myself because no one was doing it. No one was skating back then. And I was on the buses like. 11 years old, 10 years old, and people were skating at the parks. People were mostly into BMX, I would say, back mm-hmm. then. So I'd hop on my bike, and I would just go, and I'd have my board on my um, handlebars. But I can honestly say, until I was around 11 years old, that's when I saw people skating in the city. So wow. there was years and years and years of just me, myself, just roaming, you know, roaming around. There's a lot of stories of people skating by themselves as well. I've mm. John Kelly from the Rams was in and he would skate. Um, he would skate by himself as well. He played on the football team, but he would mm. go and skate by himself and he didn't have grip tape. 
um, yeah. and would skate handrails by himself. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it was, you know, yeah. it's just something. What do you think it did for you as a person? I mean, because it is such a soul thing. Um, well, people who skate who I've seen over the decades, we were all artists in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And it's like we have to express it, you know, and and it's why most of us go into some type of artsy world like later. But like for me, it's it's like a freedom. And even when I like now at night, uh, when I go skate, I love skating at night because nobody bugs me. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to the beach and I just just go on the bike path and it's just me and the waves and it's just a flow. And that's that's my calming thing. Yeah. And it feels amazing. And it's just same feeling I can get what I had uh, when I was a kid. And that's what a lot of us can't get. But when you can get that pure, you know, that pureness, I guess you can call it. And that's what my board gives me because that's what I did as a, as a kid. And throughout my life, whenever I was feeling weird, stop work, stop everything, hop on my board, go to the beach. And it's cool. Yeah. No, it does. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, I would get grumpy if I didn't get to skate. Yeah. Every, you and know, it's for, an itch. Yeah. It's like an itch. And it's just such a feeling like a freeing feeling, even just totally pushing, free. you know, I mean, I like to skate bowls. And, and it could take skate, five but, minutes. Yeah. Just five minutes just to get it. Like, okay, I'm good. Now I can go on with my day. But my board is always in, with me. It's in my car right now. Two of them, actually. Okay, nice. What do you have <laughs> set up right now? Right now, um, I have a jet uh, longboard okay. because they they don't sponsor me, but they give me a bunch of boards and okay. stuff like that. And then um, Chris over at uh, Maybeck 11, he gives me tons of product, tons of wheels because I prefer cruising now Okay. because I can still do do the tricks. It's crazy because as you get older, you you understand the mechanics. And it's easy, 360 flip like that, you know, anything, like no slide, so simple, blunt slide, easy. But sometimes the body doesn't want to respond. Yeah, the (laughs) body and the mind don't always connect, yeah. Yeah. And I got hurt once. I'm like, okay, I'll just keep everything below the knee. Oh, really? Give me a ledge, I'll kill it. But anything, once it starts to get, you know. That's about as high as I'll go is is bench high, like front nose slides and tribe. You know. Benches are my favorite because that's what the that was our skate park. That's what we used to skate Schools. mini malls like, and mm-hmm. they would have those cool benches like you know that's the curbs and long. benches. You know, it was just super fun. Mm-hmm. All right, if you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Pep Williams. You can follow him on Instagram at Pep Williams. Um, and Pep is quite a uh, you've got a, a real gift um, as far as capturing images. Mm, thank and you. yeah, no and. I for, well, I wanted to ask what. When did that transition happen for you? When did you start mm. shooting photos? Okay. And uh, so, and what was your first setup? What was your first camera? Well, it's funny uh, you ask. Um, like I did uh, runway for a long time. Really? For, yeah, for like a lot of designers, um, because I had a bunch of sponsors back in the day, and so a lot of companies would use me to do to do fittings. Uh-huh. Right. So who better to do the fashion show than the thing that it's fitted for? So then I started to work for bigger designers and bigger designers until one day this one designer, he booked a photographer, but the, but the photographer actually had double booked with another designer and he chose to go with that designer. Mm. And I told 
No, and then I found out that the shoot paid $6,000. And I just said, I'm a photographer. <laughs> and they're and all... give me a camera? And no, like, me. they're all, really? We had no idea. Like, and they said, where's your portfolio? And I said, we don't have time for that. We have to get this done now. We're on a deadline. Da, 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 da. And they said, you're right. Gave me the check. Just like that. So then I went to SMC and I put up a flyer. And I said, looking for a photographer's assistant. Paid this kid um, two, 250 bucks, And I said, what do you think we need for this shoot? We went to Sammy's. He pointed it out. My first time ever shooting was on this huge, like, professional shoot with, like, 20 people on set, and I knocked it out super easy because everyone knows that on big sets, your assistant does everything anyway. (laughs) So all you do is just press the button. But then when I had to actually do it myself, that's when it, like, I got a real Anxiety? Oh, you got, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I had to really, like, "Uh uh-oh, I think I better learn this, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and what camera did you get at Sammy's? It was it was a Mamiya. I think it was the RZ. RZ, RZ okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was and a 6.7. film? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, cool. it was I love, a beast. I love, it was yeah. huge, like three parts, I still remember. Yeah. And so your good. assistant uh, loaded he, your film for you as well? I just watched. <laughs> and and, and uh, we took the Polaroid. We did all that. And he did the lighting everything i was like okay it's all set up put it on the tripod okay done easy what <laughs> uh, uh, what do they say what's that a saying where you um act act as if or you know pretend and make it until you know fake it until you make it <laughs> well like for me visually i i i know right because even when guys would shoot me for like thrasher or like trans world i would have to tell them how to shoot me you know, so visually I see it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't understand the mechanics. But once I knew that, it was easy. It's it just not, shouldn't say easy. I just should say it became natural, like a natural thing that's always been there. Yeah, that's cool. Now, mm-hmm. I kind of learned the same. I kind of learned because I skated with everybody. Mm. And um, when I wasn't skating, I would take pictures. And I knew the yeah. tricks and I knew what they were doing. And so mm-hmm. I knew you know, that it needed to have the reference point. And then I kind of learned the mechanics backwards. Yes. You know, I learned the back, I learned them afterwards. Grant Britton w- and, mm-hmm. uh, was super like a mentor to me and kind of gave me my cheat sheet of what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, um, but, uh, I just was out doing it, you know, and yeah. then big brother published my first photos, you know, but yeah, so it's a kind of a crazy, and then you kind of, you know, it evolves. When evolves. when was okay? So from from your first shoot without even a camera, um, <laughs> to that sort of aha moment, like wow, this is this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do, and this is what I love to do. That happened, I would say, two thousand eight. I okay, think okay, two thousand nine. Wow, right when the market got crazy, then right be, afterwards, because I got tired of it because I was shooting for. All the top designers. I'm in every magazine you can imagine. I'm doing all this stuff, but that passion was gone because when you open up a magazine, every image looks the same. You know, like because everyone is copying off of that same style or the campaign for that year. So you have Louis Vuitton, you have Calvin Klein, you have Gap, you have this. They're 
different brands, different styles, but they all kept that same, uh, what's the term? It was like that seasonal thing. Everybody had to look the same. So no photographer who really shoots for these people actually can express their real style because you have to follow this year's look. And that's how it goes. You make a ton of money. But I was like, man, I want to be known for my work. I don't want to like, like, um, for, 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 for instance, like you look at the Versace ads, you know, the Gucci ads, beautiful, but who shot them? Yeah. No. And, and actually yeah. before they were doing, I want to say a few years back, they were doing where it was like teams, like mm-hmm. couples and they were getting, they, I think were. they were demanding credit on those ads, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I always did mm-hmm. as well, uh, you know, to build your name, because if not, nobody knows who exactly. shot it. So, and then you have to do it editorially. Uh, to advertisers and also editorially, but yeah, um, yeah, no, it is. You don't know, and I, I don't. Yeah. I would love to know who's yeah. shooting this new campaign because it's really got a oh, rad. They're, they're so good. Yeah, they're so it's, good. But it's they, awesome. But they do a buyout. Yeah, and you get a check, and it's like, thank you, bye, and that's it. So then, around 2008, I believe it was, is when I just said, all right, I'm done, and I just walked away from it. So I just said, hmm, what can I do in photography? and have access to that no one really has. So I just started shooting my friends. I never sold a print before. And I shot um, some tattoo stuff. And some friends from Japan came into town and they said, whoa, Pep, you know, can we buy this print? And I never printed before. So I just said, well, like, I'll just send you the file and you can do whatever. So he printed it. And then he said that he wanted to give me a show in Japan. And I'm like, okay. So, like, he gives me a show out there, and the show sold out. And that's when I said, all right, this is what I wanted to do. want to do. I want to do fine art photography. Yeah, right mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I, wanted, I also talked to another mutual friend of ours, Steve Olson. Olson, and what up? And he said, <laughs> you know, I said, I, I think you shot with him a lot. He's like, well, no, you know, not a lot, lot, but he's, what did he say? Let me see here. <laughs> I've got his quote. Um yeah, we haven't shot a lot of photos, but we shot a photo before I went to Texas. That is one of the best photos of me ever. Um, mm-hmm. He's an awesome photographer and a really awesome guy. Uh, and it took about five minutes to oh, make this shoot. I'm very fast. So, you know, uh, exemplifying, you've got a great eye. <laughs> I learned, like, from film, by shooting film. I love film. You better get it quick. You just got, you know, 36 frames or... 20 depending on you know what film you're using so i remember i shot like my fastest shoot to date was actually um chris brown's cover for urban ink wow urban ink magazine i did it in faster than five minutes oh it was four frames four frames wow yeah like four frames it was a full everyone's there click 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 done i said what else do we need this is it you know and then my shoots the only reason they seem longer is because either the stylist is taking forever, the makeup or whatever, if it's a really big shoot. Mm-hmm. But my actual shooting is very fast. Okay. And if it's one like wardrobe change, oh, it's over. It's super, super quick because you already know what you want. Yeah. And you get it. Yeah. Well, no, and because that's the other part is that you also conceptualize and execute yeah. these, you know, yeah. these shoots. Now, let's talk about the offset. Yeah, one. offset was dope. Offset was. Cool. I mean, that was. I mean, 
share it. Let's hear the story. I want to hear the story. How this? How did this come to mm-hmm. be? Well, um, Coach um, Coach K, um, um, him and Retina, um, you know, they're really really close. And then uh, Retina got um, uh, the, I guess the uh, campaign or the album. He was creative director on it, mm-hmm. and he basically said, "Pep, um, let's um, do this thing, you know, for Coach and Offset." I said, "All right, cool." So we all we we all hung out. Coach, the best guy, Offset, the the best guy. And then later, um, creative directors changed. And then they came and just said, well, let's just continue going our route, you know, with what we're doing. So it was really, I guess, super chill because it was him and his family. Mm -hmm. So it just made it even more warm. It made it more like, like the kids are running around and everyone is just doing their their own thing. Kids have their shoes off, you know, and in the studio, it's all white. So you can't really wear your shoes. So they, they're sliding with their socks. I'm going to just have fun, you know, so it was a beautiful time. How long did the shoot take? I mean, because that's, I mean, that's four kids and I mean, that's a lot. Well, like the first day, the kids needed a lot of sleep because they had just flown in from Atlanta. So the first day it was kind of, you know, they weren't like perky. So then we did it a second day and then it was cool. And they're just rejuvenated. They're jumping around and it was really fun. Right. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The images turned out amazing. And, and it was cool to try. I mean, for any, even the, the novice photographer understands how difficult it is to get five people to look good in one photo Ooh. and four of those being children. It was fun. And then we shot, um, I shot um, his Spotify billboard. And the Amazon? Amazon, Amazon billboard, too. Yeah. too um, and I think Apple um, as well. Yeah, yeah. I shot a few of them for him. But yeah, good dude. Real sharp. Very, very sharp guy. And his mom is great. <laughs> That's rad. That's super rad. Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Pep Williams. Um, you've got also, you, well, I want to ask, It was there... Is there one, I mean, obviously you went straight to runway shooting Mm. with no experience Mm. um, to shooting your friends, but was there a moment or was there a specific shoot that sort of, um, that you worried about, you know, before, prior to shooting? I would have to say no. Okay. Because I'm that type of like personality, even if it's messed up, I'm telling you it's good and I'll convince you that it's good. Because it's happened <laughs> a few times, actually. Yeah. The craziest was when I was shooting for this one designer, um, and he made me shoot it three times. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is this is good. He's like, no, do it again. I'm like, oh. And then back then it was film. Yeah. So you had to process it, yeah. mail it, and it would take seven days, basically, for him to respond. And But now it's different because... Uh, when you shoot for a designer, it's specific. They want it a certain way. You really don't have too much creative control. Okay. You do a little bit. But if you're shooting clothing, you have to shoot the clothing. And he kept telling me, he's all, you're shooting the model. Quit shooting the model. Shoot the clothing. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? The model wearing the clothes. <laughs> so, But they're selling, it's yeah. It's different. But yeah. you have to shoot it completely different. And then I finally figured it out. But but being um, being like a fine art photographer, it may be crooked, it may be blurred, 
what? That's my art. So they're like, oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> so, it's, so it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like the artist surprise. This mm-hmm. is just a little artist surprise for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, now you've got, I mean, it's funny, too, because you said your first, you got your first camera at Sammy's. And then this last week you did, you were, did something uh, pretty special at Sammy's mm-hmm. uh, with Leica yeah. um, Boutique. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah with Leica. You know, and uh, I've done a lot with Leica um, in the past, like different uh, workshops, mm-hmm. you know, all over. And, you know, they're like good people. Yeah, really good people. And let's talk about this. You've got a really cool uh, photo that you're going to be releasing here pretty Ooh, soon. Yeah, a yeah, really yeah. cool experience. Can you share? What can you share about it for us? Mm. Um, well, uh, basically, like I wanted to shoot a lot of tattoos. Because, like, if you know my work, some is, you know, kind of that culture. And I was thinking, what's the best place to shoot tattoos with rough guys? Prison, right? So I just said, hmm, I have to shoot inside of a prison. But to get the access, how do I do it? So it took me close to four years to actually get, wow, like, the okay. Because I'm, I'm like, very persistent. And then um, Dennis Martinez, oh. um, he speaks at a lot of prisons so i asked him he's all pep you know let's like make it work and he made it happen so i'm like cool and uh, by him being a skater and me being a skater and everything dennis was allowed to bring skateboards into the prison and i'm thinking dude let's do it let's yeah yeah, this is gonna be crazy so by him doing that you know he had like well, well, we have four, like four boards and then the guys are all there. You know, you, you think prisoners in jail on the yard, you know, what do these guys know? Maybe they'll just hop on it and roll. But we forget a lot of the kids are 18, 19, just got locked up. They used to be skaters. So there's this one particular image I took and it basically, it just totally blew me away. And I was like, whoa, like I was laying on my stomach because I knew the perspective I wanted. I knew how how I wanted to look with the guys in the background and everything. And it just became one of my favorite pieces from that particular um, shoot right there. Yeah, and it's it's just really, really cool. And then people, like when people see it, they're all, "That's, that's not on a prison yard. I'm, yes, that's on the prison yard. That's an inmate skating on the yard, giving permission by the by the warden to yeah, actually skate. go skate. Oh, yeah. It's really it's cool. amazing. Mm. Really cool. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be released on on the fine art market um uh later this week. Okay. So you definitely yeah. want to follow Pep uh mm-hmm. and you're going to really w- when Will this releasement announcement go on oh, your yeah, Instagram or where is there's that? There's um, a press release um, that'll be released to all the magazines and, you know, the in that world. Um, it'll be, I think, Thursday, like Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, but it's super cool. It's, yeah, and seeing it big, it's amazing. And I'm only going to print. How big? How big is like it going to be? This one will be five feet across. Oh, right. It'll, it'll be like five feet. Yeah, and... Like uh, the art print, like the proof is actually my friend. Um, I have it hanging at my friend Josh's because Restoration Hardware, they actually contacted me and they wanted me to supply 
my friend with um like some pictures i didn't know it was my friend at the time uh-huh. but um yeah so i have that one piece of the artist proof hanging on his wall and it looks amazing Right. Yeah, no, I bet it really does. Cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I bet it looks really good. Now, what? What if you had one camera? Hmm. What would what would what if you could only have one camera with you? What would it be, and what lens? Impossible. <laughs> I can't. I've tried. I can't because. Well, you got it. You know, it's a way of the good and the bad. Mm. So, like, what mm. one? If you can only have one, what? What is it? What setup is it? If I could honestly evolve. And and money and finances as far as developing are not a variable. Okay. I made that easier for you, right? Okay. Or maybe not. <laughs> it would actually be one or the other, but one more than the other. Okay. So the first one, top would be uh, the um, Hasselblad X, X1D2. I believe that's a camera. It's not even out yet. But I had a chance to, you know, fiddle with it. Now, now you're teasing us. That's not oh, even fair. That's just that's like a car payment. Like that's a Mercedes. That's a it's crazy Lamborghini it's car crazy. payment a month. <laughs> but it's it's just like because the X1D, like the original one, was amazing. Yeah. And now the second one is, it's just faster and it's medium format. Nothing can compare. I mean, like my other favorite is is uh, the Leica Monochrome. Like no camera shoots like that. Because the sensor is very unique. And, but then, like the other day, um, my, my uh, friend up at Fuji, he let me look at the brand new um, 100 uh, megapixel camera. Mm-hmm. That's another one that's incredible. And that feels just like like an old Nikon F5. That's solid. But it's a 100 megapixel medium format. How can you compare? And, like, people who haven't, sh- like, shot with a medium format digital, it's a whole nother world. It's like the depth, the detail is insane. And that's what I'm about because I go big. You know, I go big. Like one of my favorite uh, photographers and one of the guys who I get a lot of a drive from is uh, Peter Lick. And he shoots landscapes. He shoots everything, but his works are, you know, nine feet long, <laughs> you know. And, like, that's a print. You know, it's crazy. But he shoots, and it's the detail that makes it that. And people shoot medium format, but, okay, they will shoot for a, for a magazine. It's cool, maybe a print, but you can't go that big, really, and get that detail. And, I, and, like, and I'm planning to go very big, seven, eight feet, with my works. That's cool. And just to do one or two prints, and that's it. And I destroy the file. Wow. So yeah, so you're, the file's being destroyed. You're doing only. Oh, I destroy. Yeah. So if people want to buy prints, they have to get on it. Yeah, there's um, my most like I'm not going to release it yet. This will be next year. But my most favorite picture of all that I've ever taken in the whole world. That's I'm going to release, and it's a picture of Jay Adams. Oh, that's... yeah, and it's um because no one has shot him, you know, like that before. And uh, we spent a week together in Hawaii. Like twenty four seven, we were together, and I'd known knew him over thirty years, and we never really talked like like that. And the experience of seeing who he really was as a man, mm-hmm. you know, as a human being, not a skater, not a this, not partying, 
but just J. And I captured that. And it's it's amazing. Yeah. Have you seen that image? Did, no, I did, have I don't did I send you that? No, I, I uh, showed you. I want oh, to yeah. see that image. Because um, very, very few people have. I was going to say, I don't know if I, I have not seen that Jay Adams photo. And that's going to be released next year? Next year, yeah. Okay. This will be one of the ones. Like, I got offered a lot of money for this once. And I turned it down. Because this is mine. You know, this is my personal favorite. But at the same time, I want to share this with the world. And... This is this is the shot. Yeah. Yeah, that that one he didn't even know that I was taking it. That's what's cool about it. And he was actually speaking to a girl about life just before uh, the phone rang and she had to get up because she was sitting on the ground next to him. And I'm sitting across in a chair and the camera's in my lap. And I was saying, please be focused. <laughs> you know, <laughs> please be focused. And then I got that image and it's my favorite of all wow. that I've ever done. Amazing. Mm. That looks, that's a super mm. amazing pet. Thank you. Uh, I can't wait to, that. Uh, that's, I, I won't cool. be able to, won't be able to afford it, but I know oh, no, it's, it's going to be amazing. I just wanted. That's going to be beautiful. That be cool. is beautiful. Yeah. All right, well, and we've sadly we've run out of time, yes, I know. Um, but I, you know, maybe we can get you back in. I don't know, if you, know if you like football either because we do. Football's a, cool. Okay. I've been to two Super Bowls. Okay. Um, both in San Diego. Okay. <laughs> of course, okay. because they're nice. close by. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Football's cool. We used to play a lot when we were kids, like a lot. What yeah. position? Whatever. You Whatever. just go okay. and knock people okay. down. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a, an official football. You get the ball and just run that way and people knock you down. You know, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. All right. Well, I look forward to having you back in studio. Thank Thanks you. so much for making the time. Thank you so much. This was uh, amazing. Yeah. And if you, and make sure you want to follow uh, Pep at Pep Williams. Uh, you also, his website is Pep Williams Photo. Is that right? PepWilliams.com. Dot com. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, your blog is Pep Williams Photo. One of them. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so you want to yeah. follow him on Instagram and that will direct you to all of the outlets and uh, for these special releases and really cool imagery. Uh, huge thanks again. Thank you. And uh, you guys for tuning in. And what I'm going to do is what I'm going to leave you with. Uh, I was at Chargers training camp. Uh, as I mentioned the first day, I spoke to Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal person. And so I'm going to leave you guys with a little, a quick little interview with him. Uh, is uh, quite interesting, and the Chargers hit a jackpot. I think, uh, but getting him as a backup, uh, he's he's would be a starter in pretty much any other team or many teams. Uh, but thanks, you guys, for tuning in. This is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio, and have a dynamite week. I'm out. All right, you're listening to what? The Desiree Show. What's your name? Jeremy Ray. Okay, you want to say it again? <laughs> this is Jeremy Ray, and you're on the Desiree Show. Hi, it's Dave Berkfold, and you're watching The Desiree Show. Oh, wait, watching. I said watching. I can't say watching. Okay. Hi, this is Dave Berkfold, and you're listening to The Desiree Show. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. D-E-19.
1998. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth. In the middle of the universe, then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens, what does it all mean? All, all right, I'm joined by Tyrod Taylor. Season nine for you. This is the fourth team that you're going to be playing with. Training camp day one. What's it like coming in for your ninth season? Uh, it's awesome, I man. It's a blessing uh, to be able <clears throat> to be healthy and uh, walking into year nine uh, to be around a great team, uh, a very talented team, a bunch of uh, very knowledgeable coaches, and continue to keep learning and growing my game. So, uh, looking forward for the challenges that lie ahead and looking forward to gradually getting better each and every day. I understand that you came because of Philip. You decided to come, or that was part of your decision-making for coming to the Chargers. Um, can you expand on what that uh, Yeah, weighing out all the options. Uh, I thought that this was the best uh, fit for me at the time of free agency um, as far as making my decision to be able to come learn from Philip, Also, uh, learn from uh, the great coaches that we have here on offense and be around uh, great defensive mind and, and, and Gus as well, too. Uh, me and Coach Lynn have had a relationship previously. And uh, like I said, just ultimately thought this was the, the best decision for me um, at this point in my career uh, to continue to keep growing my game, but also learning from a, an established guy and a guy who's been doing it uh, for so long at a high level in Philip. Okay, and then, I mean, you've played, as I mentioned, in, you know, for four different organizations. Each organization has different assets and defects. What, it, what do the Chargers have, or what kind of is the, are the things that sort of resonate for you? Uh, the things that stick out is uh, the unity, uh, the camaraderie that we have um, in the locker room. Of course, I've only been here a Six short months, amount of time, yeah. but uh, you get a good feel for that early on. And um, being around a couple different teams, uh, you learn how to gauge it. And, this team here um, is together. Uh, you can tell why they've been good the, the past couple of years. And um, it starts within the locker room. And like I said, the chemistry with, within the guys in the locker room is definitely a good one. Um, it's up to us to come out and put the work in, continue to keep getting better each and every day and understand that it's a marathon um, and not a sprint. As a veteran, what do you bring to to this locker room, you know, your experience? Uh, leadership, uh, but as well as, like you said, experience, uh, on the field experience and whatever I could do to help uh, in those areas, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, whatever I could do to help the team, uh, whether it be um, knowledge or uh, being out there playing as well too, I'm all, I'm all for whatever it takes to help the team. And, uh, like I said, it, here to do whatever I can to help this organization uh, win a Super Bowl. Well, and I've been impressed with you since uh, since the voluntary OTAs and watching you at minicamp. Uh, your arm and your one-handed catches. Um, it w but I looked and you weren't a receiver. I looked in high school, you were a returner, yeah. quarterback, returner, and uh, safety, I believe. You've never been a receiver? No, and I you got some su super rad skills there with those one-handers. I think quarterbacks, uh, being that we touch the ball every play, or often, very often, I think you just uh, have a knack for catching the ball and being around the football. So um, I think that just naturally comes. Um, and as far as throwing, uh, something I've been doing since I was five years old, so that becomes natural too. Um, it's about just getting down the playbook, uh, understanding the scheme, and going out there and, uh, and playing instinctively, um, not thinking, but going out there and just reacting. And you, and I've been very impressed with your skills. I mean, I just, it's beautiful to watch you throw the ball uh, during camp. Uh, I just, <laughs> I've been wanting to interview you for a while. Number five, five's my lucky number. It looks like you've been five, at least through 
college as uh, well. Yeah, college. Is um, there a reason? The only place that I didn't get in the NFL was uh, in Baltimore. Joe Flacco wore five. Yeah. Um, it was just the number that I picked uh, in high school. Uh, I wore number one growing up, and once I got to high school, the only single dip that was uh, that was open was number five. So ended up going with number five. And, been rocking it since. Oh, that's a good number. I like it. Uh, in Fashion Week, you were in Paris um, enjoying some great food, your workouts as well, amazingly. What's that draw? I mean, that's, I, I, I was going to go to Otis Parsons when I was younger. Um, so fashion has always been a part of me. What is it for you? Uh, I mean, I've always wanted, wanted to tap into that, uh, that lane. I waited for the right time um, and continue to keep growing and, and learning within that. Um, of course, to the platform that we have here um, as an NFL player, you get opportunities to do different things and, and venture out to different things of your interest. And uh, in, off, uh, in the off season, um, we take a little bit of time uh, away from training and uh, learning about things that interest me and fashion is one of them. So learning as far as designing or Absolutely, all uh, of fabrics it. or yeah, textiles? All or of it. If, and what if you had, let's say you could design for any label who would that be? Um, I mean, or who's that? I mean, I have Chanel tattooed on my back. So yeah, uh, Chanel I like. Me? I mean, Saint Laurent is probably one of my favorite designers. Um, I like Fear of God, uh, Mary, Rude. It's a bunch of designers out there. Um, I think uh, in a perfect world, if I was to drop uh, something of my own, it would be a collaboration of all those or something um, inspired by all those. Sweet, and then a happy belated birthday to your mom. Oh, thank you. It looks like you had a pretty special uh, birthday celebration for, for her. Sure. A surprise. It's, it's actually in August, but oh, we did it. We did it early because I've been in training camp. So uh, definitely a happy birthday to her. She's a Leo like myself. So. Uh, oh, and a happy birthday to you. Then, it's it's coming well? up. It's coming okay, up. But yeah, they'll bring the cake. Somebody <laughs> come. Some cute girl jump out of the cake for you. Um, and last question is, I, I work with Vans a lot too, and I talked to Jen Rojas and going to maybe try to get you guys over to meet Vans and or get you a voucher to custom make some custom ones oh, for yourself. Awesome. Um, is that something you might be interested in? For sure. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I have a sponsorship element. with Nike. Oh, so oh you do? Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, but Which is great. I mean, being able to use your creative mind uh, to go out and design something of your own is definitely awesome. Um, I don't think that I'll be able to wear that shoe uh, because of being okay, under Nike. Okay, but, for, okay, sorry uh, about that. Oh, no, it's all good. Like I said, you never know those relationships that you build in the future. Uh, maybe down the line, it'll be something that you can uh, use a resource as. First time you're at the campus. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. pretty rad, right? Yeah, for I sure. mean, even like the librarian there yep. is amazing. Yep. Well, when was the first time you got to? How long have you been riding, for, uh, been sponsored by Nike? Uh, since I got to the lease, so going on my okay. ninth year. All right. Well, cool. I let you roll. I thank, oh, thank you so you. much for thank your time. You. Really, a pleasure to meet you. Okay. And thank you. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game.